0: Get me from Studio A in Arcata behind, behind the redwood, redwood curtain. It's time for
1: Suckatash.
0: Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast soundcast featuring snippets from comedy
1: soundcast
0: and also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast, the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on antisocial, Comedy Soundcast Soundcaster, Tyson Saner. In Sainer. In Sainer. In
2: Sainer. In Sainer. In Sainer. me, Tyson Sainer, and welcome to Succotash the Comedy Soundcast Soundcast, Episode 298. Now, this is the part of the episode where I usually mention what happened quote last week, unquote, on Suckatash, and I use quotations because usually I have heard the episode for the previous week that is hosted by the show creator and executive producer Mark Hershon before I start putting together a show. In this case, I began work on this episode before episode 296 released, so unfortunately I have no idea what happened in episode 297. I mean... By the time you listen to this, I certainly will have listened to episode 297, and hopefully so will have you. Due to circumstances well beyond my control, it's just impossible for me to do that and put together a show in the week leading up to the release of 298, so that puts me in a bit of a weird headspace. But I will shake it off and sally forth and all that sort of thing. This is a Clips episode. I've got Clips from the Soundcasts, The Friendship Onion the deep dive with Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Raphael, and full release with Samantha B. I've also got a classic, time-of-the-year-appropriate Henderson's Pants advert for you, and it's rainy outside, so let's get to the clips in case the power goes out. First up, The Friendship Onion, from Cast Media. That's cast with a K. It's also from Dominic Monaghan and Billy Boyd. Its description says, Join your favorite hobbits, friends, and co-stars Billy Boyd and Dom Monaghan as they take a look back at their time on Lord of the Rings. Featuring interviews with cast and crew, diving deep into life behind the scenes, and answering the many fan questions, The Friendship Onion will peel back the layers of their friendship, both on screen and off. The clip is from an episode posted from March 1st, 2022, in which it says Billy and Dom talk to Tolkien expert Professor Corey Olson. And this is part one of two. The episode description says, Billy and Dom host Lord of the Rings expert Professor Corey Olsen. In this first part, they discuss Professor Olsen's Signum University and its focus on Tolkien scholarship, and then dive into various fan-submitted Lord of the Rings questions, from why Tom Bombadil and the Eagles couldn't destroy the ring to whether Gandalf is stronger than Galadriel. Check it out.
0: Corey, as I'm sure you can imagine, we've had a lot of people writing into us. I posted up today on my instagram account i said what's the one lord of the rings question you've always wanted to ask an expert i wondered if you'd be keen to see if you sure. could answer some of these things so i'll just have a look here uh let's go oh well, wow, there's a lot well have um, you got one yeah i've got one um okay so this is a good place to start is gandalf Stronger than Galadriel came from Magnus Matagces. Now hold on, Dom. Is that physically, emotionally, spiritually, or magically? They've not stipulated. Okay, so, so let's, so let's, all let's of say this. generally, no.
2: generally,
3: <laughs> generally. It's um, it's that would be closer, I think, than a lot of people think. Mm. One of the one of the 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 things that I find a lot of Tolkien fans Kind of think about they, they they tend to classify. So Gandalf is a Maya right? I mean, he's from Valinor. He's like a sort of angelic being who's you know more, come and taken on a
0: body, and you know more closely related to the Balrog than anything else, right? Is that accurate? To yeah, say? exactly. Which is amazing exactly. when you yeah, think that's exactly, about it. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, like
3: Sauron and the Balrog and Gandalf and Saruman are all kind of the same Brilliant. category of creature essentially. Right, well. Um, and, uh, uh, anyway, so, and then, you know, so you've got these, you know, the Maiar, you've got the Valar who are at the top, right? They're, They're like the, you know, the, 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 the pantheon of gods, essentially of the world of Middle Earth. Um, again, high order angelic beings, and you've got the lower order of angelic beings of which Gandalf and the Balrog and Sauron are all examples. And then you've got the elves and, and men, you know, the incarnate beings in the world. Um, so a lot of times people kind of assume, well, since Gandalf and Sauron are on this whole other level, right, you know, ab- above the elves and the, you know, the, the mere mortals and everything, they're like, you know, angelic beings, they must be like orders of magnitude stronger, you know, than yeah. any elf or any human. But it's not actually true. Uh, there's a, a lot more variety, like that class of creature, that class of angelic creature in Tolkien's world is really wide. Like Sauron is is enormously powerful, right? Um, mm mm-hmm but there are a lot of creatures who are really minor. Um, uh, people who are like uh, creatures who are like the spirits of uh, uh, rivers and trees and things like that. Like there are some of those that are around as well. Right. Um, and Sauron is like massively, massively stronger than they are. And some of the elves like Galadriel are really a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very possible actually for, you know, So so some people have the impression that like, no elf could possibly compete with, you know, Amaya. You know that like Gandalf must be way, way stronger than Goadriel. Mm. I think that it's way closer mm, than people right. would think. Mm. I do suspect that Gandalf, like, if it, you know, if it came to it, my susp- especially after his resurrection, like Gandalf 2.0, when he comes <laughs> back as the White Wizard, Gandalf is definitely stronger than Goadriel at that point. I would say. Right. Beforehand, eh, like, it would be close. It would be close. I mean, if they got into a direct arm wrestling match, I suspect Gandalf could, would probably win. Right. But Galadriel's a big deal. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, she's a big deal. Mm. So I think it would be pretty close. So, I'd give a slight edge to Gandalf, but I think it'd be pretty close.
0: On the same sort of um, area of question, here's a question from uh, Billy Boyd in Scotland. Hello it's to me. you. <laughs> um, <laughs> what or who within that sort of idea is Tom Bombadil?
3: Yeah, so Tom Bombadil is a fascinating question, and there are lots of different ways to answer this question. But he basically, it seems like he has to be uh, in that same kind of category of creature, right? Um, and uh, even when Elrond in the book Elrond talks about it, right? Um, you know, they, at the Council of Elrond, they debate the question because um, you know it comes up briefly. You may remember they're like, "Hey, Tom Bombadil, like he he didn't even like he didn't even turn invisible when he put the ring on." Like, right, yeah. he doesn't seem to be bothered by the ring at all. Mm. Maybe we should just bring the ring back to him and let him keep it. Mm. Right. And then it'd be safe, right? Um, and Elrond is like, no. You know, Elrond and Gandalf both say, look, if Sauron were to come himself right. and try to take the ring away from Tom Bombadil, could Tom Bombadil fight off Sauron? Sauron? Mm-hmm. No, no, right. he okay. couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Um, and uh, but, but anyway, the way that they talk about him, it seems pretty clear that they put him in that category as well. He is one of those spiritual beings who's physically manifested in the world. Um but he's he's different. Tom Amado is different in every way. He's yeah. just a different kind of guy. Yeah. Um I mean anybody who sings all the time and is constantly talking about the color of his own clothing is a very yeah. in different kind of so guy, right?
0: So it's never um, really but, um, it's never yeah. really um you you don't know who he is from any of the writing. Not exactly. Right.
2: Apparently, new episodes come out every Tuesday. They have merchandise which you can get at friendshiponionpodcast.com. dot com, and they've listed their Instagrams as apparently their preferred sources of contact, even though that is not explicitly stated. The show's Instagram is at the friendship onion, which is T H E F R I E N D S H I P O N I O N. Billy Boyd's Instagram is at boyd billy b o y d b i l l y. His Twitter is Billy Boyd Actor, that is capital B I L O Y, capital B O Y D, capital A C T O R. Dominic Monaghan's Instagram is at lowercase dom underscore M O N A G H A N, and then an additional underscore. His Twitter is at Dom's Wild Things, that's capital D O M S, capital W I L D, capital T H I N G S. Also, Professor Corey Olson's socials. Are available. There's a Signum University YouTube channel, and you can find Cory Olson on Twitter at Tolkien Prof. At Tolkien at Tolkien Prof. That is all lowercase T-O-L-K-I-E-N-P-R-O-F. <laughs> Next up, the Deep Dive with Jessica St. Clair and June Diane Rayfield. From Earwolf. Its description says the deep dive is hosted by actress, writer and activist June Diane Rayfield and actress-writer-comedian Jessica St. Clair. Each week, our hosts take a, quote, deep dive, unquote, into a wide range of topics such as motherhood and family, feminism, Meghan Markle, shit they put on their faces, and whether or not to buy a crystal because it's on sale. The deep dive captures two friends trying to survive adult womanhood. The clip is from an episode from March 9th, 2022. It's called Must Love Dogs. Its description says, This week's episode, all we ask is that you must love dogs and have a little bit of a sixth sense. But what's new? June has some good news about her dog, Sergeant Meatball, and reveals she will be speaking plainly from here on out. Meanwhile, Jessica is now a pro at fake eyelashes, and we think this is huge news. Deep divers, remember to come as you are, even if that means you're a Susan, or are currently being Susaned. I don't know exactly what that means. It is referred to in this episode that I listened to, So it must be something from a previous episode.
4: And Jessica, I do sort of put people in two buckets. And those buckets are, are you going to tell your friend that they have something in their teeth or not? Mm. And you have something in your teeth. Currently? Currently,
5: Yeah. (laughs) You know what it is? It's some (laughs) flaxseed.
4: And, you know, we're on a Zoom who cares, but I no, feel but I also like... No, don't want to like, be that person. Well, I don't know? care. You know, th- that one of my favorite moments of The Real Housewives of New York City was when this. Dorinda Medley, what's her last name, Medley, said, someone said to her, oh, she has something on her face. And she said, yeah, I always have something on my face. And it was the most perfect line because I, I really felt it like, oh, yeah, I always have <laughs> something that someone's fixing on me. You I know, do. I
5: do. Sometimes when I feel my best. I always cuz my teeth are huge.
4: You your teeth are beautiful. I mean, you know, have but when you keep big and I the worst
5: this, teeth, you know. I and I say wonder, that as a compliment. You're no, going and, and I take it as one. But yeah. I had a, a wonderful friend in high school and junior high who was obsessed with the idea there might be something in her teeth. And she was always like, is there something in my teeth? And I knew like if she's asking me we're intimate and we're close and I appreciated that. And now what I'm realizing is her worry was founded. We so often have something in our teeth, (laughs) and she should be afraid, and she should ask a friend, and we should all. And that's listen, we're pivoting to the shallow, but we kind of have to because I can't stay. I can't stay here. I don't want to stay here. We want to be motivated. Okay, so we're call to action. Let's every day think what can we do? What can we do? You know, to bring a little bit of joy, not just to donating to the cause, but also to The people around us, you know, I'm going to go walk those rescue dogs tomorrow. Visit Walter, who's 10 years old, little hound mix that BB's really campaigning to have come home with us. I mean, a house full of elderly dogs seems insane, but she desperately wants to put him in an old fashioned suit with a bowler hat. She said that's one of her dreams is to see Walter live out his days treated like a king, but also see him go to work. (laughs)
4: see him as a commuter i did not know that you were walking the rescue dogs that's a beautiful thing well we just started uh at wags and walks
5: and what a what a beautiful organization because they take these dogs a lot of them are pit bulls you know like dogs Mm -hmm. that you know would definitely be in a high kill situation and Holy shit. Some of these dogs just want to be carried like babies. And Mm -hmm. the wonderful thing about wags and walks is they have like an abundance of volunteers. So these dogs, when you go to take them for walks, like they, they want to sleep. They're like, can you give me a minute? Like Walter especially was like, oh, I need to rest, you know? And then BB has to figure out what it's wags and walks. Walks is not carrying Walter
4: around. (laughs) Walter is the best name for a dog, by the way. Like, uh, I don't think I've heard it before on a dog, but I'm just realizing how, because I've never seen this dog, but I know exactly who he is. Go
5: to my Instagram. You'll see Phoebe just like strangling Walter within an inch of his life. And again, like we were getting looks like, get Walter walking. It's not about
4: why you're holding Walter. Yeah. Yeah.
5: (laughs) But you adopted a, a, you know, an older gentleman. And there is just such... A regalness to mm. an older dog, you know? <laughs> listen,
4: senior dogs to me, are where it's at. I, I kind of think they are it's they like, are where it's at, you know, I'm not yeah. you know, I'm not i I appreciate puppies. They appreciate them from afar. I tip my hat to them and I wish them the very best, not <laughs> <but> the best, <laughs> you know, all my well wishes, <laughs> But I have no desire
2: to be with a puppy. So apparently they've got a Pinterest board over at Pinterest.com forward slash The Deep Dive, T H E D E E P D I V E, no hyphens. And you can follow the Deep Dive Pod on Twitter at The Deep Dive Pod, that is all lowercase T H E D E E P D I V E P O D. June Diane Raphael is Miss June Diane on Twitter, capital M S, capital J U N E, capital D I A N E. And all lowercase June Diane on Instagram, Jessica St. Clair, is capital J-E-S-S-I-C-A underscore capital S lowercase T capital C-L-A-I-R on Twitter. And her Instagram is S-T-C-L-A-I-R Jessica, which is St. Clair Jessica. You can also apparently check out something called the Jane Club at www.janeclub.com and apparently they encouraged sending themes or questions to the deep dive at airwolf.com.
0: Well, friends, spring has sprung at last. Bill Haywatt here with some exciting news from Henderson's Pants. Those same folks who brought you Rose Garden rompers and topiary trousers have done it again. Just in time for the vernal equinox, Henderson's is proud to introduce another line of grow your own lower bodywear the Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomers. That's right, no more shoving and slapping amongst the great unwashed in the department store or local pantlery. Just pick up a packet of Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomer seeds at your nearby garden center and your new pants will be pushing up the daisies in no time. To make sure these custom-grown lightweight shorts fit to a T, mold the included flexible trellis around your waist, seat, and nether regions. Then train the young Bloomin' Bloomer shoots and tendrils to grow around it. Once your new pants have grown to the proper size, slip them on and show them off. What's more, dear friends, with your natural <coughs> irrigation system and uh, fertilizer factory, your Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomer will stay fresh for weeks. This new seasonal offering is reasonably priced as well. And while new clothes don't grow on trees, Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomers are the next best thing. Originally designed for the Jolly Green Giant, tree huggers from Humboldt County, and the Chevoir Hills Gardening Club, Henderson's Bloomin' Bloomers are available wherever mulch and compost tea are sold. That's Henderson's. Makers of fine leg sleeves and ass wraps since 1492. And now back to Socotash.
2: Thank you, Bill Hayward. And finally, full release with Samantha B. From Earwolf. Its description says Full Frontal with Samantha B host Samantha B, sits down for a weekly unscripted in-depth conversations with the best and brightest people about how to investigate the ever changing world and what to laugh about along the way. Now this clip is from an episode from last year, july thirteenth, twenty twenty one, features guest Rob Reiner. In which the description says, Samantha B sits down with the legendary actor and director Rob Reiner to discuss when she saw this is Spinal Tap with her grandmother. Why Ted Cruz Loves the Princess Bride, and joining Twitter just to take on Donald Trump.
6: I am so delighted that you said yes to me. <laughs> Thank
1: well, of you. course. Yes, absolutely. No, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Oh,
6: I never take anything for granted. So I'm just, I'm so thrilled to meet you. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> I'll get all the, I'll get the gushing stuff out of the way first. No, and you, then can, we can... you can keep
1: gushing it can if I? you want. I'll just yeah, do oh, it
6: yeah. throughout. It's not every day that you get to talk to a person who is the creator and who is responsible for some of your favorite things that you've ever seen in your life, like formative movies. You know what I mean? Like this is Spinal Tap, which I think really was meaningful to me, sir. So I thank you for all your work. It
1: was meaningful to you in what way?
6: I think that... The style of it. Well, first of all, I went to see it with my grandmother in the theater at the Toronto Whoa. Eaton Center. Yes, we went together wow. into a very small theater and she thought it was a documentary. And she, <laughs> she was like, I don't think this band is talented.
1: It's so funny because when we first screened it in Dallas, we had the same reaction. People came up to me and said, I don't understand. Why would you make a, a movie about a band that nobody's ever heard of and one that's so bad? Right, and I said no it's a satire it's a thing they didn't Mm -hmm. quite get it but now they they understand
6: now they get it but it was really
1: an animal just went by
6: that's one of my two cats they'll probably start to fight behind me at some point so either we can tune right into their battles they're epic and they always do it behind me while I'm podcasting (laughs) sure sure they choose their moments they do have you have you been going to the movies since you've been vaccinated
1: you know I have not I've been vaccinated but I have not gone to the movies yet and I'm wondering Mm-hmm. If people's habits are going to change, are you know, are people going to go back to the movies? Yeah, yes, they're going back for those big action tent pole franchise type movies, right. but. Will they be going back to movies that I would like to see? I,
6: I don't know. Right. It does feel like the the summer movie scene is so dominated by those big, like those big yeah. action movies and stuff, and the Fast and Furious Nine and all of those kinds of movies. You need
1: you need a, a man. The word man and a mm-hmm. number in the title. You do. It's Batman three, Superman four, Iron Man seven, Spider Man <laughs> eight you know, fast and furious man, nine, it's a nan and a number. And then you got a hit.
6: You do. What, what will make you go back to the theater? What do you think? What do you think is so special? I I
1: would like to see a a movie, you know, I hate to say it, but I like a a character driven movie. Yes. Uh, it could be a, a, a you know a thriller or it could be a political drama or it could be a courtroom drama or a family drama but something that has developed characters and a story and great acting that give a, a full mo- a full meal something that gives you a full meal so it's not just an e ticket ride you know a, right. a amusement park ride
6: well you and your wife have recently relaunched castle rock maybe you'll have to make you'll have to make all of those movies. Well, I'll
1: try. I mean, right now we just made this deal with Warner Brothers, you know, television, and we're developing all these television shows because that's what people seem to be doing. I mean, they're watching, you know, they're binge watching, they're streaming, watching television shows. And we've, right now we've got like 14 projects in development, one Ooh. we just sold to NBC Peacock. And, you know, you just you know, you try to find things that you like and hopefully other people will like it. But I don't know about the movies. I don't know right. what's going to happen in terms of people going back to the theater.
6: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, did you binge television shows during COVID?
1: Oh, God. I mean, I've seen every single uh, Norwegian Scandinavian <laughs> uh, cop thriller, every. Everything on BritBox or Acorn. I yes. mean, we've, watched, we've watched everything. Me
6: you know? too. I watched everything. What are you watching? I got all the way through American shows. And then I just I started making my way through all the British shows. And now I'm on to all the French shows. So I'm watching The okay. Bureau now. Did you see The Bureau? Oh, the Bureau's
1: great. Have you seen yep. Spiral?
6: You no.
1: Spiral. Watch no. Spiral. It's great. It's a French show. And it's, okay. again, it's cops. You know, there's, two, there's great characters in it. And I want to recommend one other show to you.
6: Yes, please. The Bridge.
1: The bridge, Bridge. not the American version, the Scandinavian version of the bridge is sensational.
6: I'm writing it down because write it down. I'm going to take this tip from the man who brought me The Princess Bride and When Harry Met Sally. Yeah, well, there you go. I trust your recommendations.
1: Yeah, they're good.
6: Who are some of the current batch of filmmakers and creators who are inspiring to you?
1: Well, I think Jordan Peele is, you know, right. done some interesting work. I mm-hmm. mean, here's a guy who's taken a genre, you know, the horror genre, and elevated it in a in a way that I've never seen before. That has social comment in right. it. I think he's done a, a great job. Right? Who else? I mean, you know, there's a lot of good people. Most of them are working in television, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Euphoria. I thought right. that was. Great. You know, and that's Sam Levinson, a good friend of mine, Barry Levinson. His son, Sam, is not son of Sam. No. He is the son of Barry Levinson. It's Barry's son, Sam. He does a great, great work. There's a lot of people
2: that are doing really, really great work. You can reach the show on Twitter at Full Frontal Sam B. That is capital F-U-L-L, capital F-R-O-N-T-A-L, capital S-A-M, capital B. The guest Rob Reiner can be reached at all lowercase R O B R E I N E R. And of course, host Samantha B can be reached at all lowercase I A M S A M B E E. That is I M Sam B. Apparently, the show's main website is over at www.tbs.com. There's a bunch of forward slashes. There's forward slash shows, forward slash full hyphen frontal hyphen with hyphen Samantha hyphen B. And then another forward slash which is full hyphen release, hyphen with, hyphen Samantha, hyphen B. But you can also just Google it, Fall Release with Samantha B, and you will find it in almost no time flat. And there it went, episode 298, packed with soundcast goodness and suitable for archiving. There's a great deal of entertainment to be had over at www.suckatashshow.com. 11 years worth, in fact. The show's been evolving, like a Pokemon, in that you can look at the stage it is in now and look back on the past iterations, and I believe that one would not be asking themselves something like how did that turn into that? There's a familiarity, and yet it is a somewhat different beast or pocket monster than it was when it was new and still figuring out its powers. At some point, the metaphor falls apart, but I'm not sure that it has yet, so I'll leave it there. Thank you for listening be decent to each other, and if someone asks you if you've heard something good or interesting lately, and you are fairly confident that we fit into one, both, or more of those categories, won't you please pass the succotash?
0: You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast with your host Tyson Sainer. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at SuckatashShow.com, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. Follow Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at TYSON at or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818 921 7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hytale.comslash U Suckatash. Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino Through the auspices of Studio Peace Sausalito The home of the hit Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner Our musical director is Scott Carvey Our booth assistant is Kenny Durgis Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer Bill Haywatt Reminding you to please Pass the Suckatash Goodbye